know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. So happy, happy Monday. Um, So (laughs) this weekend in Colorado, it was snowing nonstop, like literally Saturday, Sunday, just tons of snow. We got like a foot and uh, it was 12 or 16 degrees. So I walk into the office this morning. It's like, hmm, wonder if something's wrong with the heating system in this old 1800s building because it was 52 in our office. Oh, no. So when I got on this morning, I forgot that I had a beanie on and (laughs) producer Colton said, Kirk's wearing a cap. It's like, oh, I forgot. (laughs) Well, before we get too far in the show, I do need to acknowledge – Something happened this weekend that probably, you know, uh, current like high school seniors had not hit puberty the last time this had happened. Uh, and I got to congratulate you because the Broncos knocked off the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City oh, Chiefs. And uh, uh, you could say this reason and that reason. And that's, you know, a lot of times that's what losers do. They list excuses. I'm not going to say a thing, but it's legit. It happened. And uh, I want to say congratulations. And that's why I love the NFL. Um in spite of its craziness and it's a, an attempt from internally by Goodell and everybody else to destroy the product, uh, it's still the most competitive and uh, in, in legitimate team sport, you know, in the world for that reason. And uh, it's always relevant. They 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 work to have parity, and uh, any week anything can happen. And then, then it's a funny shaped ball and it bounces weird and and uh, it makes it a great game to watch. And the Broncos did an incredible job. Wow. Well, they Woo. they did a job. They did a job. Kansas City just played horrible. But here's kind of a weird little <laughs> weird little stat. We've lost 16 games in a row to Kansas City, which which means 8 years, right? Yeah, so, that's a long what, time. So, what wasn't around 8 years ago? Oh. Um we we had the iPhone 7 the last time, oh my the last gosh. time the Broncos won against the Chiefs, TikTok wasn't around. Airbnb didn't exist. It's like, <laughs> dang, that's like ancient history. The yeah, last like Obama was president. Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> so crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is so wild. But anyways, uh, I am glad that we finally won. I mean, wow! Uh, the, congratulations. The, the cabal hadn't been invented yet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the deep state hadn't been invented yet. Fake news hadn't been invented yet. You know, we were all just ignorantly blissful going around, and we just thought Obama's policies were bad. And uh, so it's a different world. I, uh, and sometimes I'd rather go back to fake that. Fake news? They probably won't even talk about fake news No, it was then. just news. There was no fake news. Yeah. Wow. We knew that we knew there was fake news, but we never named for it. Yeah, we just didn't have a name for so, it. Yeah. I don't know. Different Taylor era. Swift was maybe 13 or 14 back then. <laughs> Taylor Swift was still but sweet still popular, and, singing, and singing country songs. Which is I crazy. Know. She was still popular then. Hard to yeah. believe. Well, oh, she was popular at the Broncos game. They they played Shake It Off at the end of the game. Oh, and, um, <laughs> just rubbing his nose Did they really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, was she at That's the good. game? Do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh my but, gosh! But I did think it was funny that the Broncos played "Shake It Off" when that, that is that's funny. funny. I, I would. Yeah, might no well. kidding. Yeah, might, Man. As, might as well. Might that as well. Might crazy. as well. Colton's playing so, the clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure enough. Hilarious. All right, be careful you get us a, a ding for uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, it's on to to happier, more pleasant, less painful things. Uh, let's talk about the global economy. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, my gosh. So, 
Okay, so this isn't really pleasant. Um, <laughs> well, it could be if you're the recipient of all this stuff, right? So, so here's where politicians are responsible for the parabolic trend of of U.S. debt, right? So, so look at this chart um, that that you all have. I mean, this is this is mind-numbingly crazy, right? So. If you look at that first chart, um, okay, that one there, that is the total U.S. debt, $33.6 trillion, right? Trillion dollars. See that that nice little blip up there at the end where it starts to go straight up? Yep. That started in September, right? So it's like, what? I mean, they added more since in the last month than they really did over the last... I don't know, six, seven months. Oh, and there's two of those gosh. on there. It looks like uh, uh, Biden election counting, where it just kind of yeah, goes up it does. randomly for no, no, no reason. And and for people that are listening audio only, can you can you just give some good detail on this if they're on Apple uh, Podcast or that kind of format? Yeah. So so imagine uh, a chart that's just kind of gradually going upwards, right? Because they keep adding debt every single year, and then the gradualness turns into like almost straight up moments. Um, you had one of those straight up moments in 2009, right? During Imagine that. When, when they really started to try to goose the eco- economy with stimulus money. Mm-hmm. And we've seen one now recently for whatever reason, right? It's like, well, we don't have a collapse like 2009 happening, but wait, you look at it, you look at the chart and it's like, it looks just like it did in 2009. What gives? So what's coming, right? What do they know that's coming? Well, I would, I would start to add in some other elements that they know about, they being the bankers, the hedge funds. So this pink chart that's on the screen, that shows the actual total debt. Um, that this is a more long-term trend. I've never seen something that looks as ugly as this, right? It's like over the last three years, um, the chart is actually going up at more than a 45 degree. Wow. Like it's just like going up really, really fast. And what, what is federal history, debt held by the public? What does it mean held by the public on that chart? Can you explain that real quick? Yeah, that what? would be not held by individual citizens like you or me or private companies. This would be private debt or federal debt held by the public, which would mean Federal Reserve, probably. Um, other countries, those aren't private, that's okay. public. So, but, but when you look at the total amount of debt that's held by anybody other than individuals or, or banks or companies, right? It's the Federal Reserve is the largest holder of, of U.S. treasuries in the world. Um, then second would be like China and Japan. Uh, but when you China's dumping U.S. Treasuries like it's nobody's business, they want to get rid of them as fast as they can. A because they hate America, they're in competition with us now. Um, mm-hmm. With the BRICS nations rising up, wanting to replace the U.S. dollars, the world's reserve currency. That's reason number one. Reason number two is they want to get rid of the U.S. dollar so they can actually have no competition in the sandbox for them to be the reserve currency. So not only mm. are they building up themselves, you have to simultaneously destroy your enemy, which is which is what they're doing. They're dumping U.S. treasuries like it's nobody's business. So here's where you start to hear false messaging of, you know, I heard this over the weekend. Oh, my word, the 
the Federal Reserve Treasury auction. It was amazing. It was 100% sold out. We sold all the U.S. Treasuries that the Fed was trying to liquidate. Okay, who's the buyer? Right, this is a question that nobody mm-hmm. asks. They, That's a great they question. Yeah, they'll hear that and think, this is great. There's demand for the U.S. Treasury. It's like, no, there's not. The Fed bought them uh, with money that they printed out of thin air, which is why you're seeing the, those spikes in, in debt. We're seeing because there's nobody buying it. But this is why we have inflation, because they're buying all of it. If you were to look at your balance sheet or or income statements as, mm-hmm. as a business owner and just think, OK, what do we own? Mm-hmm. What is it that we have? So they would call their debt an asset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but they call mm-hmm. their, their assets an asset. So how in the world can they call their debt an asset and their asset an asset? Well, it's because they're the Federal Reserve, right? They, they say, okay, we've got all this money that we printed out of thin air. We bought these U.S. treasuries, which is actually a debt. Somebody owes us this money, but we're classifying this as an asset. Well, they've got a toxic balance sheet. They, they own the largest owner of U.S. Treasuries in the world, an asset that most people, most countries are trying to get rid of. They don't want it anymore. Russia's already 100% out. They got rid of all their U.S. Treasuries. China only has less, maybe $900 billion left, but they got rid of $100 billion last month. They're getting wow. rid of U.S. Treasuries really rapidly, like really, really rapidly. So... It's going to get worse as now come January 1st when the petrodollar actually becomes all of the BRICS nations, six of the nine largest oil producers in the world, part of the BRICS nations. That happens on January the 1st? January 1st. There's there's no more demand for U.S. dollars as the petrodollar. I shouldn't say no more. Um, Still about 30% of the world's population might be using petrodollars. But I don't see... Uh, that's probably only going to be short-lived. It's like, why would you continue to use U.S. dollars mm-hmm. when 70% of the world are using something different? Right. I, I think that it's just all changing, right? So so this is the mm-hmm. world that we're living in. Now, add this to the mix. That first chart that we saw where it was showing that debt was going like straight up on this mm-hmm. little hump since the last month. Uh-huh. Well, let's explain what that hump is. So in the last 30 days, they've added... $600 billion to the national debt. That's that, wow. that hump there on the screen equates to $600 billion added to the national debt in one month. So wow. let's, let's extrapolate that. 12 months of that kind of activity means we add $7.2 trillion, 600 billion times 12 is $7.2 trillion. That means our national debt might no longer be 33 trillion next year. Maybe it's over 40 trillion. Oh I mean, my we've gosh. Never, we've never seen that kind of no. uh, massive, massive growth. Well, it, it took us, I know on a previous show you mentioned it, it took us all the way to Ronald Reagan as a nation from Washington to Ronald Reagan to get a trillion dollars in debt. Now yeah. we're 33, and, and we, is that what it is? Well, we did another trillion, you know, this year. Well, 600 well, we, billion just days. over the last 600 yeah. billion in 30 days. 30 days. I mean, literally, this, if this is not a sign of the times where, where we'll hear comments like, we've got inflation under control. It's like, <laughs> baloney. I'm not, I'm not believing How that. How can they say second. that? They're just lying. Well, because they're lying about the consumer price index numbers. They're, they're absolutely just lying about it. Um, 
But because they change the metrics and what they're actually measuring, they can get away with it and, and not be looked at as liars. But, but here, what is, hey, what's that chart there, producer Colton, at the very bottom where that line is going straight up at the end? Um, almost down. Keep going down. Down a little bit more. Down, down, down. Right there. That one. Um, Federal government expenditures, um, an annualized interest, interest payments. payments. Federal yes. government expenditures, so, annualized interest payments. That's what so we're paying in interest. That is the interest on our federal debt. So look at how it's growing, right? So, oh so we're at about a trillion dollars a year in just interest only payments. Last year at this time, and part of that's a function of increased debt, part of it's a function of increased interest rates. Right. So you add more debt and higher interest. You're seeing that line go almost straight up where a year ago it was about half. Right. I remember 18 months ago, maybe we had maybe $300 billion a year in interest only payments. Now it's close to a trillion. Completely unsustainable where we're looking at about 20 to 25 percent of all of our federal tax revenue now goes out towards interest-only payments. That's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Unsustainable. Nobody can survive on that. It's way too much debt. If that were your family picture, you would have to file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. The U.S. government should have to file for bankruptcy, but they never do because they've got politicians that say, we'll just raise the debt ceiling. We're not filing for bankruptcy because they have a printing press. But moving forward, that printing press is going to become more and more irrelevant. Um, mm. because we don't, we no longer have demand for our currency to justify being able to print at whim. We, we can't justify it anymore. Nobody wants our, our money because of the BRICS nations taking away our reserve currency status and the petrodollar status. I mean, literally, I, I hate to be like this bad news guy today, but, but I think this is what 2024 is going to look like. I, I think. We're going to see a debt implosion. I think we're going to see massive amounts of layoffs and unemployment. Retail sector is getting hit really, really hard. Like we talked about last week, box sales, right? Mm-hmm. Box sales down over 80%. That means the holiday retail season, they're not expecting any sales. And that is 80% of all retailers' revenue for the whole year, which means layoffs come in January when they didn't make their their, you know, meat and potatoes for the year. So this is where we're headed. And we're going to see the most politically annihilating. (laughs) um, I mean, people's character is going to be assassinated during this election Mm -hmm. season. They're going to be people on the same team fighting with each other. You know, see people on opposing teams fighting with each other as always. And people are going to get sick of it. And they're going to start to just give away their freedoms to just make it stop. All right. So for people that are listening, because for people that are listening, because it's like, this sounds pretty bleak, but I know that um, there's always options. You know, you see this Mm -hmm. and think, oh man, okay, our, our country is in trouble. Um, You know, obviously we're praying for our country, but what can we do ourselves to get ourselves out of the way of what looks like it could possibly be the inevitable? Such a good question because I never want to end a show without hope, right? So, because <laughs> it I mean, feels it, like because ah. everything we talked about was bleak and horrible, and it's like, man, I'm making myself sad, right? Yeah, but, but but here's where beauty from ashes type moments are always there. So, 
Israel-Hamas conflict, what's happened over the last two weeks. Gold has now surpassed $2,000 an ounce. Silver, $2,340 an ounce as, as we record this. It was just a month or so ago, it was in the 21s. It's like, these things are booming, mm-hmm. right? And and it's coming from the bad news that we've just talked about at the be- for this whole show, right? So here's where, yeah, we talked about the bad news to build and paint a picture in the landscape for where we are, but now how do you take advantage of it? Simply by reallocating into something that grows because of that horrible news. So I, I'm not talking about how we can change politics, how we can change politicians' mind, how we can regain our freedoms. The only freedom that, that we can get regain that I can help with is our financial freedom, mm-hmm. which is a big one. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't have money, you can't give, right? We want to be able to fund churches, widows, orphans. We want to impact the kingdom in a big way. A lot of times that takes capital to do that. Yeah. You know, and the ones who don't have capital, they're the, a lot of times the biggest prayer warriors on the planet. We need all of it. And mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a little. I don't care if you have a lot. We need to be wise stewards with what God's given us. Gold and silver doing very, very well during the times that we're living in right now. So I would allocate into that strength. Seriously, that's what will start mm-hmm. to put a smile on your face financially. Because because what are the downsides? If, to somebody you know investing in silver and gold, what are the downsides? I, obviously, there's downsides right now in the stock market. There's downsides, you know, and you're looking all these different ways. But in what, the dollar. In the dollar. If you've got a, you a shoebox full of cash, you hide under your bed. Right. I mean, it's... The downside is well, you know it's going down every every yeah. Every day. What's the downside of gold and silver? So the downside was you you buy it today and it could go down tomorrow, right? Because nothing goes straight up, nothing goes straight down. It's like man, I made a a bad decision. No, you didn't. It's like look at the trend. The trend is two, two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. You look at the trend of the stock market. It's two steps down, one step up. Two, right. One is coming down because of fundamental reasons. One is going up because of fundamental reasons. I would say downside on silver, it, it literally takes about $19 an ounce to even get it out of the I was ground. Say it, it, does, it can go down, but not to zero. Mm-hmm. Well, it's something never, that's been around since go Bible, Bible times. Yeah. Right. And, and technically, it shouldn't get much below $19. So that's truly, I think, your downside mm-hmm. risk because if it gets much lower than that, the miners are just going to say, okay, we're just going to shut down. We're not going to lose money for every ounce that comes out of the earth. So they shut down. Now there's no supply. Manufacturers still need it. Drives the price up really quickly, right? So mm-hmm. so I don't see much downside right. risk. Um, now, What's the potential, upside, potential upside? Well, it depends on who you listen to, but historically, <laughs> you know, we'll... I think silver could hit 75 to 100 based on like what it did in 2011 when there was a short squeeze, low supply, high demand. Right. Silver went from 12 to $48 an ounce. That's the numbers I'm using because it's historical patterns and precedent. Now we might be a little bit different. And you've got people like our good friend Bo Polney or even mm-hmm. Bix Weir who think $1,000 plus silver. And here's the reasons why, right? Well, I'm praying that they're right and I'm wrong. That would be right, amazing, yeah. right? That would be super cool. But but I'm not dissatisfied with the 300 to 400% gain because it's not a lifetime that I think we're waiting for. It might be 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. Then we lock in profits. I mean, we're, we're looking at a world right now where there is no such thing as a guarantee in life, right? I'm not guaranteeing these numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not God. I don't control the markets. But I'm looking at historical patterns 
And to me, you allocate into strength and safety. You unallocate out of things that are coming down, right? So, so this is where right now I look to silver for preservation, for safety, and for growth. You can get all three at the same time, which is really amazing. It's huge. Okay. So Flyover Family, if you are thinking like, man, I have so many questions. I need to get these questions answered. You can just go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. They'll be able to answer all your questions, uh, find out exactly what your needs are, and then help you to be able to get yourself out of the way of what's going on right now. So again, you go to flyovergold.com or you can call 720 3900. Again, it's 720 Please call and talk to them. Yeah. Find out what you, what you don't know. That's exactly right. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com. 